There we go. Greetings, global family. I am Marshala Caradine. I'm repping P2P, which is Projects to Pinnacle. Today's show is about the E gene. Now, I introduce to you Natavia Sanders, the founder of the Bridge Vision. Hello, thank you for uh, introducing me. But on this show, my name will be just Tavi. Uh, no government <laughs> names. I'm Marty. But yeah. but um, I am the uh, the founder of the Bridge Vision, and uh, the Bridge Vision focuses on the ecosystem of inner cities and being able to identify those disparities within those ecosystems of the inner cities and be able to find the best solutions to eradicate them. Um, so now let's get on our topic. Guess what? We have one viewer. I have no clue, but all right. Uh, we have one person chiming in. Um, they left real quick. <laughs> but anyway, um, we want you to be able to comment, uh, say whatever, even if the show has ended, please comment and, and let's build this platform. Um, so anyway, um, our topic tonight is the Eve gene. All right. And so with that being said, I uh, want to first kind of give some scientific fact on that. And I'm going to show a, a short video and then uh, we can come back and uh, further discuss it. All right. So hopefully you enjoy. Give me just one moment to get the video up. And we'll watch that and we'll be right back. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, hold on, let me try that again. All right. And Humans inherit mitochondrial DNA only from the mother. So in order to pass on empty DNA from generation to generation, the mother must have an unbroken link of female descendants. Unlike nuclear DNA, which undergoes recombination, much of empty DNA is passed from mother to daughter, relatively unchanged. If we take a sample of empty DNA from a population and try to reconstruct their matrilineal ancestry using the very slow mutation rate of empty DNA, we might arrive at a single female common ancestor, a mother whom we can all relate to from our mother's side. This is exactly what Ken, Stone King, and Wilson did in 1987 and found out that, in fact, all humans alive today do have a common female ancestor who probably lived about 200,000 years ago in Africa. They named her Mitochondrial Eve. Analogous to this, tracing Y-chromosomal DNA, which is only inherited from father to son, points to our common father, Y-chromosomal Adam. However, there is no reason to believe that mitochondrial Eve and Y-chromosomal Adam lived at the same time. Likewise, they were not the only humans living at the time, but their contemporaries failed to produce a direct matrilineal or patrilineal descent. Also, mitochondrial Eve and Y-chromosomal Adam were only the most recent common ancestors. 
Going back in time, we can even find common ancestors of species all the way back to the first single-celled organisms. What's more, our actual common ancestor following both mother's and father's side probably lived as early as 5,000 to 10,000 years ago. All this shows that we are so closely related, more so than we could ever imagine. Okay, so we're back. And um, again, we're talking about the Eve gene and um, as it relates to Black women and all of humanity. So, uh, Marty, do you know the origin of the Eve gene, where the where it traces back to? Um, I've always thought it was in the Bible. Um. Mm -hmm hearing that Eve was the first woman. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. So it's East Africa and um the right. the why the why uh gene actually traces back to West Africa uh okay. descent. So um with that being said, you know you want to do this show and you want to be unscripted. So um <laughs> We want to talk about it as it relates to black women. Um, and we realize that all humanity can trace back that's living right now. Don't mean that it's, you know, the uh, only gene um, of humanity. But this is the one that has this Eve gene that has been going for uh, 200,000 years. Um, so. All right. So. What do uh, I mean? And so you mentioned a Bible because I wasn't going to put the Bible span on the Eve gene, even though, you know, Eve, the most famous Eve is known from the Bible. Right. right. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that that's the association. And so now you got me thinking about Eve as it relates to the Bible, because I always kind of wonder, I'm like, how do one man and one woman be all of humanity? Um, you know, and never and I think on that, but I also think about Noah and I think about him and his descendants supposedly being the only one, you know, to survive after the flood. So I'm just thinking like, is it because of, and then the Eve gene makes sense to me more, just understanding how it could go down as long as you have a female offspring, how it can continue on and, 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 and so forth. And if you don't have one, how it cuts off. So um so well with, well with that um <laughs> it is so much knowledge even about ourselves that we just do not know you know what i'm saying and to even begin to know how or where to look for vital information um you know we black women we something else <laughs> you know and um, I guess it was imperative that we not know just who we are and what we have contributed to the world, basically. Because I can't say America any any longer, just the world as black women. So mm -hmm. okay, all right. So I wasn't gonna do this as quick, but I I think I want to change it a little bit and start talking about some of these trending women and. 
one of the trending women that we have in the news is uh we we know her as uh mrs hustable um yes all right and so i'm gonna play a short clip for her i mean for for everyone and then uh, we can start a discussion on her as a trending uh, black woman in the media right now and all of this beyond that. So hold on, let me let me get okay. that clip. All right, so. All right, one moment. Actress Felicia Rashad making a slight career change now. She's going to head back to college, but not just as a student. This time as the dean of the recently reestablished College of Fine Arts at Howard University. Now, the actress and alumna of the school will begin her first role on July 1st. She graduated magna cum laude with a bachelor's in fine arts from Howard University back in 1970. In a statement, the 72-year-old said in part, it is a privilege to serve in this capacity. All right. <laughs> so she said that is a privilege to serve in that capacity. I'm stuck at 72. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm not. That's I, like literally most of the mentors I have are 72, 75, and they're still active doing the same kind of stuff. And so it's actually very normal, but it shouldn't be. And, you know, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm excited. But it just seems like it's so many barriers that have to be broken to get to this point. And now she's 72, which she probably should have been doing this at 52, but so better now than never. And, wow. um, and so I'm just, uh, I haven't been following the story. So if you have, if you got something to add to talk about, um, I would like to know more about what she's been doing. I didn't even really know her affiliation with Howard. So that's just how little information I have on her. Okay. So um, it, it's funny that you chose her because mm -hmm. both of our vision is wrapped up into her. Um, hmm. Someone attempted to drag her on Twitter, who is white, and said that, you know, basically she was in an enabler of what they said Bill Cosby did. And when the white person came after her, Black mm -hmm. Twitter made a dent, okay? Mm -hmm. So they just came to her aid and uh, really elevated her and refused to allow Felicia Rashad to be the fall person for a grown person's actions if he did it or not, okay? Because mm -hmm. we weren't there. So um, it was just the power of Black Twitter speaking. Mm -hmm. And basically when you say influencer, mm -hmm. Black people are influencers. So with Projects to Pinnacle, my, my vision was to basically uh, not, it, well, be a parent educator, but mm -hmm. not tell them what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing. I wanted to tell parents what they do already and mm -hmm. put that corporate, I guess, uh, spin on 
what just mm-hmm. comes natural. All these skills they tell us we have to have to be acceptable and all that. Now we just come here with skills. Mm-hmm. And then you have the bridge vision. And I'm thinking about everything she's gone through and this young generation that's going to sit under her tutelage. And she's going to be able to speak over them. And I mean, it, it's just beautiful how it all unfolded to me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to be in her class. <laughs> but yeah, I think once they once they get out of her class, whatever they're going to get, they're going to be some changed young people for black liberation. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm sure she's going to be doing some um, fine twerking to the programming and the curriculum spin of the fine arts department, considering that she's a, a theatric major. And again, she's 70. She's 72 and a black woman, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you've got to separate the two because think about what was going on. So that would have put her uh, at Howard at, at 50 years ago, just say. Um, maybe yeah. more. And mm-hmm. what was it like 50 years ago? You know, so she's one of the uh, trailblazers for real. And right. um, so now you didn't took a trailblazer. And so <laughs> this racist uh, America that we know, um, I'm sure she knows it well, too, from the inside out. Right. And it's probably things that, you know, she knows that she haven't been able to do. And now that she's in that position, the things and needs, hopefully she'll be able to uh, promote it to where it's a betterment for, uh, for all the cultures that, uh, you know, is associated with Howard. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm just excited. Fine, fine arts is such a broad department. You think right. about fine arts. And mm-hmm. so that gives her some creativity room is what I'm seeing. And, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, she's, and, she, she's a very diverse woman, though. You know, so mm-hmm. e- even her acting acting career, I mean, it's just different genres she's excelled in. America mm-hmm. never gave her her just due ever. Mm-hmm. She's never been on stage to get a coveted award. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess she was nominated. I don't mm-hmm. recall her being nominated, but she never got one. And we know just her her time as Mrs. Clark Huxtable. She should have got mm-hmm. a couple. She mm-hmm. was excellent, but that's how they do us. But it ain't stopping nothing. Right. So this right. is proof it ain't stopping nothing. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I've been seeing a lot of headlines with a lot of first uh, um, just Black uh, faces, um, black people that have made it into these positions of, of power, um, or, or authority, however you want to say what the power mm-hmm. is, but, but they're definitely in these head positions that never had anyone of African descent in it, period. And, um, you know, these are, I guess, great achievements. And, and this is one of them. Um, her position is one of them that, here it is, Howard University has never had a black woman in that seat. And and again, a power black and being a woman just makes mm-hmm. it even more powerful. Right. You know, and, and 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 I love to appreciate sisters. Like I know a lot of great sisters, a lot of great sisters. And 
I'm just I'm just looking at the power that all of the sisters are pushing through communities, you know, um, and just thinking about the collective power. I'm changing the subject now. And um, and just thinking about us as women trusting each other again, you know, um, being able to come together as a village. If it's just nothing but the women, you know, because we've always had some kind of hierarchy system as it relates to the male and a female, whether or not it's been an all black, you know, or now we're, you know, mixed and it's, you know, it's a male and female, uh, male dominant world. It's just always been a male dominant world. But us females, okay, so excuse me, of which I don't get. <laughs> I, I know. How did I birth you for you to grow up and tell me, motherfucker, I'm weak or I'm inferior or I'm this, I'm that? I birthed you. That doesn't even make logical sense. Well, some no. cultures, listen, culture. we read now. We read. Some cultures do believe that the male dominance <laughs> and that the male child is, uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. So stupidity I, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but. Overall, we lived in a male-dominant world, and um, the Black women have always had to figure out how to work together, how to carry the weight of everything, and get it done from behind the scene. And we have collaborations like that now, but it's almost like it's no unity anymore, like it's a breakdown of trust that... Um, we don't trust each other no more. And I don't know if it's because of the integration that's really been assimilation and or the strive to prove ourselves in corporate White America. Mm -hmm. Corporate <laughs> corporate America. Cor corporate America that happens to be an overwhelmingly majority of white, if you want to say it like that. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> And so I just want to see women trust each other again. So what I want to do with this initiative, and I don't know if you can see what's on um, screen, but it says, do we trust each other? What can 500 black women do together? And so as I'm, I'm working on this uh, initiative uh, that we are kind of launching tonight um, that this show is influencing and that, that you're going to have to do a lot of work on me. You're going to be doing a lot of work, Marshada, calling up women and, and picking these 500 women. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, overall, in just speaking to my little sister, um, she saw and heard it and she was like, I want to be the first one. Can I buy a t-shirt? Like, I, I want to be part of that. And that that just blessed my soul. So um, we are uh, we only need let's see four hundred and ninety seven more women because we already have three, Marty, <laughs> me, you, and my little sister. All right. And so I'm hoping that I have in me um, to be able to call at least fifty sisters to say, hey. 
we want to learn to trust each other again and we want to stop dividing each other and the only qualifications to this collaboration is that you are for one black and african-american descendant of slaves and two a female all right because we're pulling together black women and be able to ask them to join in and um you uh you when you brought that candy to me yesterday and i supposed to have that candy here to show and you had me think about when you're asking somebody to collaborate that you can't just automatically think that they want a partner they might want to just invest in some things because some people have enough partnerships and enough obligations that they just don't want to do a whole lot but they will help in some kind of way and those are more people that are likely to be investors. And then there are partner people that want to be involved, want to stay involved, want to roll up their sleeve and willing to take whatever risk it takes to push things uh, to make an economic uh, impact or circulation of some kind. So either way, it's still an economic circulation, whether you're an investor or a partner. Um, some people go after the profits where it, you get a bigger return on investment. Some people just go off of interest, uh, secured uh, things and transactions that you just get some interest off of it. So I know that was a long spiel, but I just wanted to uh, clear that up that I'll be calling um, women that I know personally and ask them to join in on this 500 women initiative. and. Um, be able to say whether or not they want to come in as investor or partner in some kind of cooperative, whatever we decide as those uh, 500 women um, or what we would like to do. And so just think 500 women, whether they're coming in as investors or uh, partners, uh, being able to take that $5,000 and be able to put it into some kind of initiative that will return on its investments and people can either choose to continue on, but everybody should not have any risk on whatever investment that's decided. So um, that's what I'm, what I'm dreaming up. It's not completely formulated, but are looking for some women to join in on that. Um, you know, we, we, um, just want to continue to talk about uh, women, not only nationally, because we see a lot of women that are hard to live up to. I know I'll never be a, Fel a Felicia Rashad. I'll never be uh, a Mrs. Huxable. Uh, I'll never be Claire Huxable. You know, we all know her as Claire. But I know that I'm just as important. I know that I'm just as special, um, regardless to uh, what achievements are measured. And so I'm really hoping that these 500 women are collaborated in a way to where we see each other as just 500 black women and that we have a, a, a interest in strengthening uh, the, the black community as a whole and that we feel that we are the solution to that in whatever way we choose to work. You know, so it's not no laid out plan. It's just more of an avenue to create a networking opportunity for all of us to be able to come together around things that we all so passionately care about, but sometimes lack the ability to come together about it. And so that's where I'm at. So I've already got two 
other people, Marty, myself, and Marty, I, you know, I know you, I know you down. So, um, and my little sister said, I want to be the first person to purchase a shirt because I've already gotten a logo that, uh, and I think it's a pretty fly logo. I designed it. Um, yes. And, and my little sister is already saying that she wants to be the first one to purchase a shirt. So now she's put me on the spot to actually get these shirts created where we can Please sell them. Please hurry up and thank you. <laughs> okay, I guess Marty liked the logo too. So I maybe she'll... <laughs> I ain't selling right. them. I'm buying one. <laughs> so Marty, that's how I became how the investor. I, Marty doesn't want to be a partner. She wants to be an investor. So we bought two things of candy, some airheads and some now later. So um, she's not partnering. She's investing. So she's going to get a certain um, percentage back off of her investment. And the partner is going to get the rest of the <laughs> the Girl, rest of the profit. <laughs> because if you do all the work, then you get the rest of the profit. So the profit on our $24 investment is looking to be about maybe uh, uh, $35. And so her, be <laughs> I'm going to show you how it works. Her being an investor of $12, um, her $12 will yield her back a return investment of $15 because she it's going to be some interest uh, paid on her, which is still a good thing. And She's making money, just basically putting her money in and coming back out with her money. She's just making sure it's secure. She's an investor. She 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 just want to make money. She don't care about the risk of making more money, all that. She wants to guarantee she's going to make some money and get her money back. Then we'll give her her money back with interest. Then she decides she want to put in again. She might want to put more in the next time as an investor. Um, but that's just a side thing that I'm doing with Marty. Now, our cooperative, 500 uh, Women Cooperative, is going to be something different. And um, like I said, I'm still formulating the thought, uh, but I'm also calling up people asking um, for their commitment to be able to come together as these 500 women. And I want to start with picking 50 first uh, to be the foundation of it. Um, we're going to be able to come and uh, do some part of, of the Morning and Tavi show where we'll be bringing these 500 women, the first 50, on right. to do exclusive interviews with them. All right. And be able to not only us know them, but let the world know that they're coming around this cause because we need to learn how to trust each other. We need to not divide each other based off of class or right. religion affiliation or uh, Greek affiliation. All of it. We need to stop all that division of how we come together is the issue. And so I'm hoping that um, I think that I can bring uh, together a diverse 50. And I think Marshada could bring together a diverse 50. So uh, just like we're challenging to get that first 100 subscribers, I think we have about 28 now. We're also challenging to get 100 women where we can uh, be able to do exclusive interviews with them, highlight their greatness already that's in the community and what that does. And, and not only are you bringing $10 with you to this collaboration, but you're bringing you with you, which is worth way more. And so... That's my spill on that. I've been talking for about 10 minutes. Um, Morty, you can time in. You're real quiet tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening to you. I'm done for real. Um, you know, so I mean, I'm just dreaming up this thing. And and and, and most people that are gonna tune into this uh channel is gonna probably just be people that I know. 
Um, so I, I feel comfortable just talking like this, but most people know that I'm I'm a visionary and that I try to try to do what those visions are and and, and mean it. And um I'm at a more subtle place in my life right now to where I understand that all of the things that I've been doing and all the people that I've been meeting needed to come need to come back together at some point. And I wasn't sure about how to bring the males and the women together because I was like, oh, because males, again, we have a dominant world in this. And I said, no, this is a woman's error. And like right. Marty always, and she just always, you know, and, and I'm like, and then confirmation just started happening. Man, Marty was just talking back and forth, texting back and forth. And she's like, there it is, there it is, you know. And, and it's like, we gotta keep this going. And then I'm like, well, I got a vision to bring 500 women together. It sounds overwhelming. But then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, it doesn't have to be the whole 500. If it does, I'm great. If it's not, you know, it is what it is. But I wanna make an effort, and I'm I'm saying to you guys tonight that um i want to make an f to at least bring 50 people call them up personally ask them invite them into the collaborative and then we start meeting regularly and talking about uh how to uplift and and again this is around the east st louis community um right we we know the issues we don't have to study the community what we have to do is start sitting down talking about the solutions and how we're going to fund those solutions because most solutions um uh have to be funded in some way some kind of way um because the biggest issues is, is disparities and most disparities can be fixed with some kind of economic fix and you just have to figure out what that economic fix is and well, you um, know go ahead. go ahead i'm listening no no well, i'm done gonna, i was gonna say um you know the girl's book uh the ABCs of, of mm -hmm. black women, whatever. And out of out of all those women I've basically written about, um, mm -hmm. when I address those from the community, I mm -hmm. get all kind of reasons why they choose not to come back and invest in. And I have mm -hmm. such strong passion for what you're saying because not to say that I'm not influencing my daughters, but they know some great black women, but they're not in their space. They're not in their community. They are marveling at them from a distance. Uh, like Sister Granger, my daughters love her, but she's not around the corner. You know what I'm saying? So you marveling at somebody they don't even see you work living around. You know about the new uh, subdivision they're talking about building over in Lansdowne, right? Yeah. And I think that's sort of uh, their vision has been for a while where they were talking about this suburb in East St. Louis being created. And I think they're um, going to be moving into East St. Louis in, in, into that subdivision along with a lot of other uh, well-known East St. Louisans. Okay, think, but, but if you do that, kind of like the signing our homes. $800 rent? Come on. Because we we looked into it and couldn't get it. So to come here and, and do that to the residents that even probably want to better, better their living quarters, if you come in with that mentality, we, we still at a distance. You know what I'm saying? 
We used mm-hmm. to have community where we mm-hmm. not only looked after each other, we we didn't come with the uh, white folks mentality, should I say. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, I don't care how I hurt you. You know, it's about my dollar. It's about this. You know, we had the community and that is what got us to this point. Well, mm-hmm. not really, but you know what I'm saying. Well, the village system is what they always talk about. And, and um, you know, it's a challenge to say, oh, the village system, but they study funding the police. You know what I'm saying? Like right. for the solution. Right. So what about funding the village? If you want the village to, re- to return, you have to fund the village. And when we had all those learned great people, like you said, uh, with Mrs. Granger, you know, living in our community and we know the teachers, we know the policemen, right. we know the, we know all of the people of service to us because they walk amongst us. We see them in grocery stores and retail stores, stuff like that. Um, um, that that's the the village system that we're we're missing with all those learned uh, professionals and middle class because there have always been different you know low you know low income classes within right. a community especially when it was segregated but how whatever we had to do back then to uh, make things work as far as uh, how did you deal with low income people and their needs is what we need to go back to because that wasn't broke. And it just seemed like integration gave people a chance to integrate into the communities, uh, white communities, and be able to turn a blind eye to the the lower income, um, not only the needs of the lower income, but the exposure that the lower income need, people need to know of possibilities and realities of achievements. Because everybody... And so that's what the whole exposure thing, you know, we, we have to push more exposure and knowledge. And I'm hoping also from the uh, 500 Black Women uh, collaboration, we'd be able to expose more people. And, and and who knows, they might buy homes and come back to East St. Louis. There's a call for that as well. You know, there's a group on Facebook I posted a lot about uh things in East St. Louis because East St. Louis is prime real estate. There, There is opportunity if somebody wants to come and move in. This is the time for you to move back and get ahead of big development and be able to participate in uh, the municipal uh, 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 meetings that are going on that's making these future decisions because right. that is where our power is and we sit and allow our power to go unaccounted for um, not be uh, good accountability partners and all of that. So there's a lot um, that is getting ready to happen as it relates to East St. Louis. And I want to see this 500 Black women collaboration be um, be a blessing to uh, future efforts of East St. Louis. And, and this is, you know, and I, I'm going to let everybody know. So it, it, it's not about who's from East St. Louis in this uh, collaboration. You don't have to be a native but you got to be passionate. You got to be real. And that's why I'm saying I'm starting with 50 people that I think are real to ask them for this engagement around this. And I don't know if they'll accept or if they too busy or not. But if they say yes, then it's going to be great because that'll be a great start uh, to something even greater. And I mean, 50 black women is powerful, you know, um, for real. The, the average uh, um, little groups have shoot, they'll do good if they got 50 members you know so uh-huh. that's what what i'm looking at and then the fact that marty is a part of this too so just think tavi produced 50 great women that you know 
listen, it takes a lot for us to think you're great, first of all, because I'm not a fan of everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I've met a lot of people, and I'm not a fan of everybody, but when I become a fan of yours, that means something, you know, right. and, um, you know, because I can see I got a keen insight of, of seeing people, but you know, we just we, we just need to learn to trust each other again. And 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 I think this is a, a, a easy way to do it. I'm willing to put my ten dollars. I mean, I've already put ten dollars on the table uh with Marty. Well, we put 12 a piece. So that's our little side hustle, you know, how they do the little, I don't know, the little side bets on the sides. So I mean, Marty got a side bet, so I'm gonna show her. So I'm gonna do two things to her. So y'all, so y'all witness this. This is a this is our beginning. So we're gonna keep doing this, whether people watching us or not, somebody will still right. watching us. But I'm I'm here to say that I'm gonna give her her fifteen dollars, and I'm gonna let her invest again. If she invests her ten back and she keep uh her I mean twelve back and she keep her uh three whatever the whatever it be, I'm let her have that. But I'm gonna put her could have been profit to the side, right? And I'm gonna <laughs> put it in a, a special account of showing her the difference between investing and partnering. And how you can take advantage of so much more profits and so much return on investment if you partner versus uh, profit uh, uh, versus investing. But she says she just wants to be an investment investor, and that's that. She didn't want to partner because she don't want to do no work. That's fine too. Oh. So I'm gonna sell all the candy, and I'm gonna get all the profit, and I'm gonna give her her investors uh, percentage uh, for for investing. And give her an option to continue to invest and continue to give her that little percentage. But I'm going to continue to rack up that $35. And we're going to see by the end of the year what that what, what that could have been. Her portion could have been had she just partnered and did a little work that really wasn't work and sell some candy. So. <laughs> it is work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying so. I'm I'm gonna sell now, ladies, and air hands they sell themselves. Just gotta get in the right spaces. So, um, and it's for a good cause because it's gonna be able to uh, be able to fuel us a little bit. You know, it's work being able to think up subjects, talk about things, um, advocate for things, doing a collaboration of uh, even fifty women and being able to organize that. Um, that's a lot of personalities, a lot of strong personalities coming together. Fifty black women. <laughs> this is going to be fun, right. but, but uh, and, and then another 50 coming from somebody else that has a completely different personality of picks. And then we're hoping that 50 to the 100 women that we produce between the two of us, that those women help produce the other 400. That's what I'm hoping, because we can okay. then take the, take those. We can then take those 100 women and challenge them to seek out four. They don't have to go get 50 like us, but if they got four or five, four or five, I got to do the math, then uh -huh. they should be able to um, be able to, we should be able to have that 500, you know? And so we'll see because they'll even have an opportunity. I'm, I'm thinking about having an opportunity where just like how they sell stock and stuff like that, maybe you can sponsor uh eight or nine women, you know, give it a cap because you don't want people sponsoring 25 and then end up with a click or something when we'll do right. that. Right. But maybe give them an option to sponsor five um, 
people where they can just pay for them and put them in and say, hey, I, you know, I think that they, they'll be great to the collaboration um, cooperative that, that we're producing to better the, the community of East St. Louis, you know, through, through Black women power because that's what we're doing. We're gonna pull our black women power together um, and show, because what, I, what I've seen over the last three or four years is not always about needing money because uh -huh. there's, human, there's human capital too. And I'm always gonna talk about human capital because it's just as powerful. And if you have a skill, because before they had money, physical money, we were bordering. We were bordering. So we were just providing services to each other based off of our needs. And if you look at that, that means that's human capital. And so that uh -huh. human capital was the, the money then. And I want to see when we bring those uh, first 50, first 100, first 500, I don't know, women together, we got to also be thinking about not only are we bringing these Black women together, but what human capital do they have you know what are they also coming with what else could be happening so if we need event planners or advertisers or uh whatever it takes to do things for the east st louis community uh to to be able to help start eradicating some disparities uh -huh. just look into these black women first and see what human capital they have well we're not always focusing about a dollar more oh, we need to raise a half a million dollars to do this program let's quit programming each other let's just uh -huh. help each other let's just find out ways to love each other that will help the same way let's find out really how to truly help and heal i'm tired of people helping people but it's really not real help because they don't heal from it. it's just putting a band-aid on an open wound Right. You know, exactly. I I, I want to see people heal. So I want to see through these 500 black women, people being healed because of it, you know, and I'm going to ask my sister if we can have her spot as a meeting spot. I think she'll be cool with it because we do need some kind of sponsoring church. Uh, you know, when we do, I mean, everybody going back to normal mask and being ripped off of faces and all of that. So we should be no. getting back to normal. So it should be okay for 50 women to meet, <laughs> you know, and I mean, it might not be all 50 at one time because everybody have different schedules, but I think we could have a, a pretty healthy uh, meetup of, of whoever. And again, I'm looking for you to call in people because you, you kind of started this last year um in the library but i just see like i said in my spirit is for us to just all deal with this this woman power and then the, the men power is going to attach automatically but the woman power is going to be so powerful that the direction is going to have to go in the direction that us as women are moving it and we have to be heard because now we're not doing it in little shilos in our corners fighting right. to be the glass ceiling we are the glass ceiling and we meaning it you know, yep. like we ain't trying to break through a glass ceiling. We already on top of that bug, you know. Yep. And so that's what I want to see. Um, and, and you know, and just just hopefully whatever we identify. So, oh, I know what else I want to add. So, with that being said, I want to um, do around. So we saying East St. Louis, but oftentimes we start on one thing, and then it be so many other issues. We got, I want to see us first just kind of sit down and, 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 and say what the issues are that we're most passionate about and then be able to devise a plan according to 
different areas, different um, neighborhoods of the community and do each one together until it's complete. But not only when we do it, I want us to be able to sustain it by then being able to get some of our women collaborative to be able to uh, continue to, to man it. You know, um, for instance, Dorothy Joshua, I was telling her this idea. Matter of fact, she I just recruited her too. She's another one. So we got four actually. Um, she, I, I told her that she said, I'm not cleaning up. I'm not participating in anything. I already cleaned my block. I looked at her and I said, good. So what's your block? 70, whatever your block is, wherever you live, that's your block. So we don't have to worry about that block because we know Dorothy Joshua is on that block and she's going to make sure any, any bad conditions is either reported or cleaned up in some kind of way. So we don't have to worry about that block. And so we study, get people to fish it because there are been people been doing this for decades, just keeping whatever around them clean because right. they got to live there. And, and that's what I did in Savannah. Like people trash and, and I just kept picking it up. And then eventually they, they caught on my neighbors caught on and said, you know what? We can't, she keep picking it up. She ain't complaining, but she picking it up, you know, because I didn't want to live like that. I didn't want to walk out my door and see trash everywhere. Like we already got uh, bad infrastructure, bad streets and stuff like that. I didn't want to see trash everywhere too. So it, it sometimes it just takes one to start a all around effort. And so mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing things get started, created, but no sustainability behind because once the money run out, then the efforts run out because people come right. around. If it's a big brand or something to get it done, uh -huh. they'll come around it. Oh, you'll have plenty of workers because they get paid for it to do it. But then um, when, when it's gone, it's gone. When the money gone, then the efforts of uh, the efforts of the need is still uh, is gone, but it's still needed. You know, right. and so how do you so I want to see some healing of the community go on by some people joining in and meaning it because this ain't this this didn't happen overnight and it's not going to be eradicated overnight as it relates to East St. Louis. But there have been some people who have uh, stayed in East St. Louis and have stood the course of East St. Louis through the good, through the bad, mainly through the bad, because since East St. Louis has taken. Um, a, a turn where they had the white flight and it's been a predominantly African-American community. It really uh -huh. hasn't ever gotten a chance to thrive. And now this is the turn of when it can thrive. And I would like to see it not get gentrified, but it, you know, it become a mixed community. Like it, it, it could be um, a tourist destination and all of that great things. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm affiliated with other organizations in East St. Louis as well. Um, and, I'm, you know, so I know some other things that are being worked on and coming, but this is, this is what I want to do with you, Marty. You know, this is kind of my proposal to you uh, and, and you agreeing and people seeing this. And as we move forward and we start calling these women, they know what we doing. Okay. All right. So y'all heard her. Y'all heard her say she down, she down to find her 50 women. So me and her now, now, now she, like I said, she played me on the candy. So I'm, I'm a partner by myself. So I'm, it's my business, but she gave me investment is what she did to me. So this time I'm saying I get 50 women. She get 50 women. Y'all know she know 50 women. Cause she always tagging all type of people on Facebook. So, <laughs> right. so I know this hell for no 50 women. So we <laughs> have, we would have a powerhouse 
if we can just recruit these 100 women and get them to commit to $10 and some human capital to help uplift East St. Louis community in any way we as a collective does it. I'm telling you, that would be powerful. You just don't know how powerful um, because it'll be a grassroots effort, not coming from the top, not being heavily advertised, but people coming into the community and building real relationships with the community relationships that they want to continue on and keep it going to eradicate the disparity and to uplift and empower and expose and give knowledge to the people within the community as brothers and sisters. That's that that that's what's in my heart. Um, <laughs> and I know I've been talking my butt off, but I'm I'm just um, I'm just feeling this moment. Um, we have a playlist now that um, is there's going to be different things. So once we start agreeing to the fifth to the 100 women, because that's what we're starting off with. Because I just got more to agree that we have. Because I I hate to right. um, over talk and say something that a person didn't say. So I, she just committed. So now I can quit saying 50 and I can say we have committed to both of us identifying 50 women each. And y'all know who we know and getting them to commit to this collaborative, to this cooperative, and then being able to use that collaborative to uplift the East St. Louis community in a way never seen before from the inside out and looking for our brothers to join in support of us. Not get in front of us on this, but get behind us and hold us, us hold us down and give us the necessary resources and everything that we would need to really push it forward. That's what that's what we're looking to do. And then we're hoping to take this 100 and they multiply the group into the 500 it needs to be. That's, that's, that's the plan. Um, and I think it's very, very achievable and it can happen very, very quick. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm going to start making my calls on Monday uh, with pulling in the 50 that I have in mind. And like I said, I just called out uh, four actually. Now it's so my my pull in, I won't count Morty. I'll count my little sister and I count Dorothy Joshua because I just seen her the other day and kind of talked to her about this. So she was the first one um, I talked to and she said she down. So we so got. Do you have? Do you have like uh, cash out? I do have cash out, but what I want to do, I want to make sure uh, everything is secure. So I think we're gonna um, like do PayPal, Vimo kind of thing, where if they want to request their money back for whatever reason, it can just be an instant thing. Out, you know, within a certain time frame, at least give that option. Okay. Um, I'm still not sure. I'm. I really need, I don't want to say exactly how the money would be handled because I'm old school. I'll take everybody $10 and put it in a lockbox and in a uh, and put it in a post office some box somewhere and leave it there uh, until we decide what we want to do with it. I'm that person. So, okay. but most people, we, you know, reality, this is a virtual world. We need some electronic uh, thing, but I want to make sure that there's a process. So let me give, give me time to think about the financial process in collecting these $10 and making sure we legal and all that in it. Okay, cool. Okay. Right. And so uh, we got about uh, less than 10 minutes uh, remaining um, and we can do some closing remarks or, or anything like that. You got anything you want to talk about? Anything that's been trending in your world? <laughs> Uh, 
getting white people out of our schools. <laughs> you know, that's my life. Where would they go? I have no damn idea, but get get from in front of our kids. No, I'm asking that question because that would basically send white teachers into unemployment, or would it? Is oh, is okay. the need? But no, I'm asking you because I want to look up the statistics. I'm just challenging to think about it this other way. Do about we want to do we want to send them to the unemployment line, or do we want to send them to uh, white schools with white children? Or do we want to make sure that we're getting the white teachers that actually understand cultural relativity and, and uh, no, the no. needs of our children? No. So none of it. None of it? I don't give a damn where they go after we give them the boot because you don't ask my permission about hiring them and failing our kids. And for those woke white teachers, uh, African-American teachers are still weighted down heavily with them in mm -hmm. the building. So all of them need to go where they go after that i don't care but our kids need to see black teachers because we actually we birth black children <laughs> so therefore we can educate black children you know what i'm saying and it's just i i think that's why my problem is tonight it's just heavy you know and you you got you two got to play a role in this and i don't like this role i have to play so and I think giving showing them, you know, the exit door is a okay with me, because I mean they're failing our kids. So I don't get why we should not only look at it as acceptable, but feel like we have to accept it. They don't accept us doing nothing in their kids' school, mm -hmm. you know. So bye. And since this is the moment, our moment. How many videos we got to see of our black kids being abused in these schools? How many? You know, black women. Yeah. It's just our moment. Right. So, yeah. I'm, like I said, I hope uh, we produce more black teachers because they were saying there's a shortage in black teachers as well. The need is not. Um, there is one thing where like how in construction they uh we have people that can't get in they're saying that we really don't have the needed black teachers to fill the roles that are needed for black what teachers. do you mean by that meaning that the white teachers are there because there's not enough black teachers is that true or is yeah, that a myth? that's a lie that's a lie i mean look at me my my licenses was revoked it's a lot of professions where uh, their licenses and certifications are being revoked. So to create this white only workforce, mm -hmm. this is what they're doing to minorities. Um, yes, we've gone to school, but we can also see how uh, the whole anti-literacy law is mm -hmm. back here today. Look who's in mm -hmm. front of them, assuring them that they aren't literate mm -hmm. it's not us you know because mm -hmm. i say all the time poverty is not equated to intellect we've been poor hell since since the boat but black teachers mm -hmm. still created scholars mm -hmm. they still mm -hmm. had a high expectation i'm giving them what you dealt with last night you better have my paper tomorrow <laughs> you know so we never made excuses because of their lot in life 
that showed us what's in them. Mm -hmm. And these people are in our schools. It's a free ride, free check, and they're going to be taken care of. And we've mm -hmm. been silent for so long. And this is mm -hmm. our moment to speak the hell up and say, get the fuck out. Like they would do mm -hmm. us. And now they're going to even hire us. Well, okay. we don't have the funding now. And, and I still say I haven't looked up uh, exactly what Betsy DeVos was doing. But that action okay. could have been critiqued to be able to create those uh, private, smaller uh, classrooms that we all say that the children need as well to break that uh, prison, uh, prison, school to prison pipeline um, that that the public schools have created. And so we fight for the public schools funding to stay at it is, but at the same time, we know that the public schools are not functioning and some of it is not all good for the kids either. So something needs to get fixed. I don't know how you fix it, but I'm all for private education as well and being able to create those uh, black teachers and, and, and they be able to produce the black scholars instead of black criminals. I, I, I get it. But, but you know something, uh, Tabby? Uh, I've had a number of kids that I, you know, was introduced to as a sub who came from uh, schools like Sister Thea Bowman. They came from your private schools and the, the school to prison pipeline in those settings, oh, immediately pushed them. Now, Sister Thea Bowman is predominantly black. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the student body. I think mm -hmm. it's only two African-American teachers. All the rest of them are white. So mm -hmm. when you start dealing with the private school, our kids are treated harsher than mm -hmm. ever. And mm -hmm. even those with high, crazy tuition, mm -hmm. still the black kids are treated like crap. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that, that, that doesn't matter. You're just going to have people uh, to one, love our kids, love our community. And like you said, I wouldn't care if you taught math, whatever subject. Right about now, you hit the nail on the head when you said healing. Our, mm -hmm. You need to come into the classroom ready to heal our students because they've been through so much trauma. Mm -hmm. and, we're gonna heal, and we're going to heal them through loving them first. Right. Because exactly. loving them is not exploiting them. It, mm -hmm. It's not looking at them as a, a way to make income, but right. it's about being able Their to humanity. truly. Exactly. And yeah. so, so, so love wins and the way we heal is through love. And so I'm, I'm looking to see just a collaborative of love going through, through everything as it relates to the East St. Louis community. And I, yeah, I, I just, see. I really, I really just see that it's the time that we understand that we need to really be intentional yeah. about healing our children, our community, ourselves, because People have seen and watched from afar from all these other affluent uh, neighborhoods all around St. Clair County and Monroe County. Well, I won't say so much Monroe, but uh, Madison County, St. Clair County and Madison County, where we're all uh, um, vacated and, and, and left the community as well. You know, myself right. included. I, I don't live in East St. Louis, but I'm yeah. willing to give my human capital to East St. Louis, I'm willing to do some investments and, and, and really some intentional things with some intentional people that I'm willing to do and move back there as well and be that person that the kids, when they get excited and see me walking through 
um, the community and know, oh, that's my teacher. She's a regular person. They they get excited right. about that type of stuff. Right. And I was doing, and I was, and you know, I, I've done that. And so, um, you know, overall, but, how it is, but it, it's the joy too because they see us Monday through Friday, and then to bump into us, and and that gives validation of this is who we are. You know. Why go to white areas and you giving them all of your best? They mm -hmm. see your greatness. They see, you know, your lovely family. But our kids don't. But they the reason your house no paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, girl. And so. Girl, um, I can torch all of them. <laughs> that's our hour right there. So we're going to have to close it out. But uh, okay. guys, you know, we, we did air on Facebook. I don't think this will be a weekly thing. I'm just trying out something. We really trying to drive the traffic to YouTube. Uh, so moving forward, it'll probably just be on YouTube until we build our subscribers. Um, we just want to let you know, subscribe, like the uh, video on YouTube. We're pushing it to YouTube. Marshada's kicked off of Facebook right now. So we want to be able to be able to come to you uh, and interrupt. I don't know. I'm connected to Mar Marty. They might be kicking me off next, but we want to be able to push the traffic to this YouTube channel. So um, subscribe, like. When you see this video, I'm going to share it with some people. Um, just just uh, I'll share it with some people, but if not, eventually as we pull these women in together, it's going to get shared anyway. So um, I just want to be able to really have this platform to know that we, what steps we took, uh, you know, I, I feel like this is, is uh, if you want to say my, our Martha and Mary moment or our Oprah and Gail yes. moment. All right. Uh, this no. is, this is, this is us behind the scene. I remember when um, Oprah got the own channel and, they, you just saw them. They were traveling, but you saw all the behind the scene. They were doing it. They were doing it. So we sharing what we're doing. We're producing this ourselves, um, and so um, you know, we're self teaching ourselves on how to do this type of thing. And you're gonna see us grow and get better, especially bringing these women together. That's gonna help us get better. But look forward to us being able to do some exclusive uh, conversations with the women that we bring. These 100 women that we bring for this 500 Black Women Collaborative. All right. Yes. I'm I'm Tavi. I'm Marty. I'm and we're signing off. Enjoy your night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>